Welcome back to Freight Waves Now. Donnie, going to continue to look at what's going on in the ocean. We talked about how ocean carriers are propping up spot rates. One of the ways they're doing it is pushing, just rejecting freight, right? Rolling cargo. Look, like I said, Tony, imagine this. What if I said, hey, we have a trucking company here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Go take 25 of our trucks and park them, and maybe we can double our rates. Well, That's- <laughs> Yeah, not, it never happen. Not going to happen in the U.S. Yeah. No, especially, but you know, but on the when you got only like seven major ocean carriers, now there are a lot of smaller ones too, but they can control their pat capacity. There's there's not several million ships out there running into the U.S. like yep. that, so they can control their capacity and they can finagle their rejection rates. They can make it look like demand's higher than it is, and they can prop up and they can push their rates up. <laughs> Just like we saw when I first started out on the Freitos Baltic Index. They tried to push it up in April. It didn't stick. I mean, it did a little bit, you know, and, and he had a little bit of a bump there in April for their volumes. So when they pushed it up in April, they actually got some higher spot rates. It actually worked for them. Yeah. But they came back down, but that's because the demand came back down. Well, they're pushing it up right now. They're actually double what they were in April. So they are getting a little bit more money. Now they are, it's, it's not that everything's great for shipping right now. They're doing their best because then they're trying to get the, the higher revenues. But by able to finagle their capacity is able to push these rejection rates up and which they can push their spot rates up. Yep, exactly. Now most of their cargo is probably under contract, but they have spots available. They're trying to fill those ships and they're trying to get the best money to fill those ships. Yep. Uh, if we go to the next chart here, uh, we can see they're starting to to open up some capacity, but you see overall, it's, it's a downward trend. It's slightly slightly up a little bit, but really kind of steady through this, and then it's starting to trend downward. Yeah, and that's because they're they're starting to put to tighten their capacity to keep those rates higher, even in this high demand the the period of their highest demand. But volumes they, are much lower this year. They wouldn't be doing this if demand was there, right? right. Like. It just proves that demand is weaker than, like we see the the volume index is, you see it move up, but if demand was truly strong, they wouldn't be taking capacity out of the market just to try to boost rates, like it wouldn't matter. Capacity was taken out of the market a couple years ago when it was $20,000 a container by accident because at every port they've got 20 to 150 boats lined up yep. waiting to get unloaded. And some of them are waiting over a month to get unloaded. So they couldn't get the boats back across the pond there to get them reloaded. Yeah. That's not the issue now. Yeah, that's not the issue now at all. Uh, so uh, that's why there's a lot more capacity. That's why rates have gone from $20,000 for a container down to $1,000 and $2,000. Yep, exactly. <clears throat> all right, let's run in the next chart here. Uh, now... Um, I said it before about China. China's where a lot of our maybe disposable income could be spent. We have a lot of China's highly invested in the U.S. on their imports. Mm. <clears throat> but now we're even starting to see it kind of peak out. It's starting to trend down just a little bit. Yeah, and I think that's the interesting part is because that's the sh- arguably the shortest transit time, China to the U.S. I mean, you're talking, what, 17, 18 days. If you well, looked at all global ports, that transit time's, what, 26, 27 days? Yeah. So you're taking about a week to 10 days so off. Some of the ones from China are going to take a little bit longer now. Yeah, it depends on where they're going. Because they're, before, they were loading them up direct mm-hmm. because they had that cargo. So now they may make a few stops. Uh, but yeah, it's still the fastest. It's much faster than going to an East Coast port. 
Uh, and these, these, this freight should be here uh, in a few more weeks, this, yeah. this peak. But, you know, it's going to be busy for all these boats, even though, even as it comes down. So, again, add this on top. Well, this is actually in the other data. Yeah. But as we see, they start hitting the West Coast, the West Coast is going to start picking up. Yeah, it just shows more that the other countries are maybe weaker. Exports from other countries coming to the U.S. are weaker than China's. But as all this hits the West Coast, we showed you before and we'll show you again. The rail's going to fight their way in and try to get some of these volumes. Absolutely. Well, Donnie, thank you so much for this update. We'll be sure to check in with you again a little later. Right now, we'll hand it back over to Bill and Kaylee.